It is the Chicago vs. United audio podcast cover story series, featuring interviews with the premier talent in the Chicago music community who are making the lead stories this month at chicagoverseunited.com. My name is Haima Black, recording out of the Music Garage, Chicago's professional music rehearsal space in the new home of the Dynasty Podcast Network. You can check them out on the web at musicgarage.com. This week, in the studio with Ryan O'Neill of Sleeping at Last in support of his act's 12 EP project yearbook. Ryan, how's it going, sir? It's going great. How are you doing? Dude, I'm, do- I'm doing very well. Awesome. Thank you for, for having me. I appreciate it. Really, like, thank you very much for coming up. Every band that I bring up, I say thank you, but really, like, you are an artist who, we have a history together. We do. It's I- a special one, too. <laughs> it is a special <laughs> one. You are an artist that we were bringing on Local 101, on Q101's Local 101, yeah. the show that I worked on for quite a long time. And you are an artist that I feel like we've brought in maybe as far back as even a decade ago. Yeah, so, totally. You know, it, it's very cool to be able to transition, to have had you on that program for so long, and then for you to now come on my program. So, uh, thank you. No, thank you so much. Seriously, I am completely honored. Absolutely, man. Um, you have accomplished something very impressive and again every artist who comes up a lot of them have new records and i'm always like congrats on your new record you made (laughs) 12 individual eps over a year like you dropped one a month i mean that's like 36 songs so really congrats on getting to the finishing line there thank you so so much i appreciate that yeah it was it was a long year i'm not gonna lie it was a a lot of work but um the point of it was to challenge myself as much as possible and it definitely definitely did that for anyone who hasn't been following or maybe doesn't know kind of explain what yearbook is and kind of how the the model worked, like what you were doing, those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. Well, basically, um, the idea for your book kind of kind of stemmed out of just. I think we finished up a tour, and I was just kind of asking myself, like, what 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 is my favorite like aspect of of being in a band or writing songs or. And quickly, it was just like, well, I, I love writing, and I was thinking like, okay, my my current schedule of releasing music is like one album per every couple three years, which is kind of a bummer. And I I had recently heard an interview, I think it was with Hans Zimmer, which is mm-hmm. a bizarre um, interview to hear, but um, he's really <laughs> like, I guess he came from a band as well and and before he did like film scoring and uh one of the things uh, that he said was when he was in a band he felt like he talked and performed the same songs over and over so it's just like the typical cycle of a band you know you make a record and then you go out and promote it so you do more talking about the music and then like actually creating, creating it, it. Sure. exactly so i thought okay well what what can i do then that would challenge myself to just to do more of what i love which is writing so i kind of came up with the idea that um the 36 songs over the course of ye- one year would be the most, you know, the most challenging, but maybe the most doable <laughs> number that I could that I could come up with. So basically, um, starting October last year, so we just hit the the one year anniversary mm-hmm. here in September, the yeah. first release. Yeah, basically, I just decided one uh, one EP a month for for one year. So that's three songs every single month, and I would just keep pushing myself to try new things and it would be the kind of perfect project to do that to try to i think when you when you record a full length you you want to make it as cohesive as possible all the songs kind of need to be in in partnership (laughs) with each other and this one it kind of you know having 12 sort of separate thoughts per month um was kind of a it was was a fun way to stretch a lot and talk a little bit about kind of the subscription model like how it worked and also what was the the catalyst because i've seen a lot of artists over the last couple years who i'm you know, the Smashing Pumpkins, they were working on releasing like 44 songs at one time, and I think they're reevaluating that. Right yeah. Now. Or 44 songs at, over the know, course one, of, right? Yeah, one at a time. Kanye West did that about a year ago. Nice. Uh, I think last winter. 
And I think that that had a pretty good response. Maybe hip hop has a better reception to that model. But but you did something unique where you know there was a subscription model f- for all twelve EPs. So kind of talk about that and how you. Yeah, got absolutely. It. I think then. Well, the next question after kind of figuring, you know, okay, three three songs a month for a year. How does you know how is that going to work? Am I just going to sell the EPs individual or? Um, so that's when the the subscription idea kind of popped up. Um, just in my head, feeling like you know, for the people that you know, maybe. I, I guess have have a little bit more history with sleeping at last. They may be interested in you know subscribing it. So rather than having to remember every single month, like oh, there's a new EP. If they're interested, um, if you signed up for the subscription, which I think you get, it was thirty dollars. So that you know you get six dollars off of the normal. It's a normal great price. price. <laughs> Thank Absolutely, you. it really I appreciate is. Appreciate that. And so I was totally blown away by people actually you know, being willing to spend that money for songs that haven't been written. <laughs> so that was kind of like, it felt like, yeah, that's, that's, that should be one of the options of the way to, to release your book. Um, but it, it was totally unknown. And I, I was thinking, yeah, maybe seven people will do that. <laughs> you know? You're like my grandmother, yeah, my, grandmother my godmother. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's awesome, man. And, it, so, and it's, it's such an interesting way to do that. And, you know, a lot of artists starting out now, they're kind of accustomed to like YouTube and SoundCloud and, and you know, uh, Bandcamp. Absolutely, and right. Channels like that. But you, yeah. you really like started out when CDs were still a viable medium. What are, what are CDs again? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there was downloading when Sleeping at Last you know, kind exactly. of debuted, but we would still get CDs at local one. Absolutely. Like, that's Absolutely. what we would play. That was what you guys would sell at shows. So, you know, it's it's interesting that you were able to move from that model and, and keep up and, and find a different channel for it. Yeah, absolutely. And your book, I think, was a, was an interesting challenge because it was like, are we going to print EPs of every EP, um, print CDs, or, or are we going to make it a digital thing? And I think that's kind of where the, the heart of the subscription model came in. You know, first everything will be available digitally, and then eventually it'll be on CD um, for those old school folk that mm-hmm. like uh, <laughs> like compact discs. I know you kind of covered this in one of your recent blogs, but how daunting of a project was this to kind of go out before you have the songs written and ask people <laughs> to invest in this project to, you know, kind of like give it their interest and their money and be like, I'm going to create 36 songs. I don't have them yet, but I promise I won't like leave the country with your cash. You know? <laughs> right, exactly. No, totally. I, I feel like, well, the subscription model itself sort of was a huge motivation in the writing process, just, you know, just knowing that people had already spent money on on these songs and so before your book started i I basically made two rules um one of which was i don't want to put anything out that i'm not proud of and um the other rule was to get it out on time so uh, the first of every month i wanted to make sure that the ep came out with no with no problems or no delays too much and um thankfully i was able to accomplish that but yeah it was it was definitely i mean inspiration either comes or it doesn't and most of the time when you want it to it chooses not to so (laughs) yeah were there late nights where you're like oh my god i've got two days before this drops and i don't have anything exactly you're like like, at the bus stop the day that the reports do like writing it on the bus totally totally and i mean the funny thing was like on the first of every month when one of the eps would come out i'd have like this exact repeat of the month before it i'd be like oh my gosh it's so exciting i'm so excited to show people and then it's like oh my gosh i have to do three more (laughs) three more songs instantly depletes your excitement exactly totally just like immediately jumping right back into the next one so but I, I really loved it. Like part of part of the thing that um, that motivated me to do it was to just make sure that you know my my creative muscles were stretching. And I think I mean because you kind of press reset when you're making a record every few years. You're, you're you're kind of it's such a different planet than playing shows out and playing the same songs. So so this way it was was a really good way to document an entire year, but also you know just kind of dive more more completely into the writing process. You know, you're talking about your writing process, and I was curious. One of the things I was listening to is 
the mood, it would shift and it would kind of, it seemed like a little bit reflective of maybe the time of year or the month that you were releasing things. Like yeah, spring yeah. seemed a little bit brighter than kind of like the more introspective winter stuff. So I was listening to this and I was wondering like, you've been writing songs for so long now. When you were doing this, did your songwriting shift? Did you learn new things during this process? Or have you been doing this for so long now that you're like, I know what I'm doing. I can <laughs> right. write songs. You know? I, I still, every single time I write a song and then I start a new one, I still feel like I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, you would think that there'd be some sort of you know confidence that there would be like, okay, I, I've done it before. I can do another one. You know, But every single time it, it starts off kind of as a, as a complete question mark. But yeah, with like the seasons and stuff, I knew, I knew when your book started that I didn't want to, I didn't want to be too obvious with like, Hey, here's a, you know, Valentine's Day song and here's a, you know, October This song is called Happy Halloween. Yeah, Happy <laughs> Halloween song, uh, you know, yeah. like so I tried really really hard to just kind of like make it document just how I was feeling. So, I definitely feel like, you know, the winter kind of produced a little bit a little not darker, but a little more somber stuff and mm-hmm. then um springtime, you know, naturally kind of turned into a little little happier brighter brighter stuff but it's really like there's a lot of really lush material and i was i was listening to it man and i really i was blown away i was like this stuff is i mean there's so many gorgeous songs thank you really are it's like it really does reflect that you have been doing this for so long you know and that you're gonna i i really feel like you're gonna be someone who's writing songs for life that means so much to me thank you and i i hope to be writing songs for the rest of my life definitely something else that's coming up speaking of writing songs in the future uh you have another song that's going to be released this fall and it's not a yearbook song it's (laughs) going to be on like i saw this and i was like you've got to be kidding me that's amazing Uh, (laughs) tell people where they can find the next sleeping at last songs this is pretty incredible well the next sleeping at last song is going to be in the in the new breaking dawn um i guess it's a new twilight movie called breaking dawn part one so it's going to be in theaters november 18th and um yeah i had the the incredible privilege to be able to write a song actually during your book so i I technically wrote 38 songs instead of 36 (laughs) because i wrote for another film too that that will hopefully be coming up later that i that it's top secret business (laughs) but um but yeah so this song uh it's called turning page and i wrote it a few months ago as as a as a hopeful submission for twilight and uh and it got chosen so i was i was ecstatic when i found out that's pretty amazing how does one submit a song because i feel like every artist who's listening to this is gonna be like how do i get <laughs> how do you twi- do that how, i need to get on the twilight well, soundtrack. It's just all you do is send one email no, I'm just <laughs> you just call <laughs> robert patterson at home and you say <laughs> you yeah. just ask him can i write a song <laughs> no it was i think it was the people that that placed the music were have been aware of sleeping at last from placing different shows tv shows and, and sure films. so i i had kind of been on the radar but i signed i recently signed a publishing deal um over the last six months and so I, I asked, I was like, how, you know, is there any way I can write a song for, for Twilight? Being like a total fan of the last, you know, several soundtracks, I thought like that would be, right. you know, ridiculous. I thought so. you were going to say the books. You're like being a fan of the books <laughs> being and being like, books. I, you know, with my Twilight tattoo, can I? I have, I have seven t- Twilight tattoos on my back. And, <laughs> one for each book. Uh, one for each book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One for the books that aren't even written yet. Right. Um, no, I, <laughs> I definitely like when I, so when they said, yeah, you know, we welcome a submission. Um, um, I, I took it obviously like sure. everybody on earth is probably submitting oh, yeah, for this. Absolutely. But I really wanted to make sure that I was like kind of swallowed up in the Twilight world. So I, I watched all three films back to back and I totally was into them. <laughs> I totally loved you it. You know, I was going to ask like at some point, I feel like I'm just going to have to. I haven't watched Harry Potter. I haven't watched Twilight. Yeah. I feel like at some point, just culturally, I have to watch you them. Just I have just have to, to yeah, take a weekend. Gotta, gotta know what's going I mean, on. Were they fun as like a guilty pleasure? Oh, they totally are. I mean, they're, I mean, it's, they're, 
essentially a giant love story and you know like with any with any type of blockbuster movie it there's it's really really fun you know and so <laughs> when i was writing for that um this 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 upcoming movie is definitely more centered around like love and you know they get married and like all these all these you know because before the previous like films were more focused on them these were kind of kind of teenagers you know mm-hmm. and so this one i was kind of dealing with more like adult themes and so uh, the time in every girl's life where she marries a werewolf or a vampire clearly which, which everybody can relate through. to yeah, yeah everybody i mean i just tapped into that in my own life and then <laughs> you and i should do a separate podcast where we just dissect twilight that would be so much fun <laughs> i would be way into it um it's been a very i would imagine exhausting year and a half two years for yeah. you yeah you know uh, you have the eps completed the whole project under your belt you've got the twilight soundtrack coming up are you looking at other projects in 2011 2012 or are you just kind of like i need to take a break right now definitely well you know like it's, it's funny because when there's you know even the release of the september ep which is the last one like there's there's definitely like a renewed sense of like oh my gosh this is fun and i want to keep doing it so mm-hmm. i never really got to that point where I want to be like, okay, I'm going to Hawaii for two years and then see what happens, you know? <laughs> <Later>. So like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I recorded enough music for nine years according to my previous schedule. So, <laughs> <laughs> so no, I like, I think your book kind of gave me uh, a pretty, a pretty serious itch for, for songwriting. So I like, I, I kind of am just going to keep going. So That's I've got awesome, lots man. of, yeah, several projects coming up that I'm excited about. Uh, Twilight is definitely going to be a really, really thrilling next couple months. And yeah, so, man, absolutely. That's something very huge to be involved yeah, with. Yeah, it'll be exciting. It'll be really, really, like, I am I feel so, so privileged that they would even listen to the song. So That's awesome, man. Well, yearbook is out now. It's 12 EPs, all tied to one month from the last year. Uh, what are the best places that people could listen to it? I know that I've been able to listen to it on Spotify and RDO. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Can people find this if they want to buy it, listen to it, or anything like that? Um, Spotify, iTunes, of course, has everything. Um, mm-hmm. Even on sleepingatlast.com, there's there's several samples if you want to hear it. Yeah, it should be pretty much anywhere digital music is sold. And sure. then there's going to be CD um, version of like a little box set that's coming out before the holidays, along with a couple other yearbook-themed things. That's <laughs> cool, man. Yeah. I dig it. Thank you. I uh, Ryan O'Neill, man, you are a veteran at this point <laughs> in the music scene. You've accomplished some fantastic things. And really, like again, it's cool to have you on the podcast, and it's it's just really great to see someone who, you know, who was making music when you started still be doing that, be able to make a career out of it and still find innovative, creative new ways to do it, man. It's really That's awesome. That's so nice. Seriously. Thank you very much. And thanks for, you know, the last 10 years of being kind and supportive of what I do. Absolutely, man. Thank you for Appreciate making it. great music. Oh, it means a lot. No, thank you for... <laughs> <laughs> Let's go watch Twilight. Exactly. Twilight time. This has been the Chicago vs. United audio podcast cover story series. Thanks to Ryan O'Neill of Sleeping at Last for being on the show this week. Check out Sleeping at Last's yearbook series, up now in RDO, iTunes, and Spotify. Dynasty Podcast records at the Music Garage in Chicago. Check them out on the web at musicgarage.com. You can find past episodes of the Chicago vs. United audio podcast at chicagoversunited.com, including interviews with Mark Rose, Scattered Trees, Helicopters, and many, many more. You can follow the Dynasty Podcast Network through all social and digital media channels at the ministryofthedynasty.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.